Hello and welcome to the fourth officials EPL and World Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with top of the table Arsenal fan, Ken Lee, mm. and second in the table and loser of the Manchester Derby, James Lewis, with a clean gap in between you and Arsenal for I now. Didn't lose the Derby. Kenley, <laughs> Kenley, it's January, and Arsenal's in first place. I think this is the furthest I've seen Arsenal in first place in, like, 20 years. It doesn't really right? count, though, because this would really just be December. Because of the World Cup. Because of the World Cup. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, there's there's always going to be the two of you dickheads who just <laughs> will just make up any excuse as to why. It's not Arsenal. It's everyone all around them. It's... It's nothing they're doing specifically. It's what the other teams aren't doing. But go ahead. You can't take me down right now. It's like it's like mm-hmm. Megan, she doesn't understand right now. I and I think you guys talked about the last episode. We we live in America. I try to explain this to her. Oh, we America. were not able to watch Premier League soccer until we were like 20. Yeah. So I've waited That's literally true. my whole f-ing life for this. And she is still perpetually shitting on me. <laughs> and she doesn't understand. You can't take me down right now. You can't do it. You can't do it. I've waited and theoretically she doesn't forever. listen to the pod. That she, yeah, does she not listen to the pod? No, she doesn't listen to the pod. I'm sorry. <laughs> we only need one listener in your house, anyway. So, yeah. But, but no, you do it. Say what you want. Do what you, do what you might. Doesn't matter to me. Top of oh. the table. Clear point gap. So corner, corner turned. We'll corner see. Turned. We'll see. Uh, eight points ahead, Kenley. Eight points ahead. I was being like only only half joking. When was the last time Arsenal was in first place in January? Because they were in first place at various times well, up until 2010. Between when the TV deals came over, you're talking about when when we were able to actually watch soccer. Which yeah, probably, what like, like oh. Four yes, when it wasn't like range. just like this every like ninety days they throw a game on to see like what happened. Yeah, um, you'd go to the bar usually for me. Yeah, you couldn't even watch it like at home. It was, yeah, it, it, it was it was very <laughs> difficult. So yeah, this is I've waited my version of the American Premier League season forever for this, and you're not going to mm-hmm. take it away from me. <laughs> Do you remember? I was being serious. Do you remember? No, I really time? I really can't remember. I'm sure it's no happened. Remembers. They've been at the top of the table in January, but I don't think this, like, by this amount. Not since, know? like, definitely not this the turn amount. of the millennium. Uh, no, because, stop that. Because they won, they won in, oh, what? No, I feel like we were top of the table in January. Like, not not recent memory, like, two or three years ago, but I want to say, like, five or six years ago. I don't think so. Doesn't because five right. or six no. years ago is within the... Uh, actually, you know what? That's era. actually like... That was, like, yeah, that was Unai, period. It might be like ten years ago. I, we've had to have been at the top in January. I don't we think so. I really don't. Because I think the closest you can think of would be the Leicester City. But Leicester well, City just about went wire to wire. <laughs> I'll tell you like, one thing, Tom. Drop off. It doesn't matter to me. It does not matter. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, it doesn't matter. Arsenal win this weekend, which was made even sweeter... When Manchester City lost the Manchester Derby the day before, so Arsenal, with all kinds of pressure on them, won their own Derby. We'll get into that as well. We are going to start with that Manchester Derby. Manchester United 2, Manchester City 1 at Old Trafford. 
Um, going into this match, guys, I mean, the last game that was played, the last Manchester Derby was way back in, what, like October, early October, James, or September. Um, it was 6-3, to three and not really that close. It was really probably 6-1, to one, and then Manchester United, I think, scored two worthless goals after, like, the 85th minute. Uh, it was an absolute blowout, could have been worse. Holland went ran rampant. I think Foden and Holland had hat tricks. KDB had like four assists, and United got absolutely demolished. And actually, since that time, they have uh, I think it's seventeen. Let's see, they have, I think it's been fifteen games since then, and they have two draws, and the rest are wins. They use that derby, I guess, to uh, turn it around. Ten Hag. It's a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Went into this game, said last time when we played the Manchester Derby, we were. I couldn't believe how scared. He said last time we played the Derby, we had to follow the offsides rule. No one has to follow the offsides rule if it's not called. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Offside. I mean, it goes with any other rule, James. It doesn't matter if, if it's you're not, not cheating. You're not trying. So there you go. Well, it wasn't cheating, but well, that's cheating. it was. You just didn't get called so on. So you think it. it was like a deliberate, like, "Hey guys, here's here's the plan. You stand off sides, no, and then I'll pass but... you the ball. You don't go near it, and then I'll, he did I'll go kick near it, it though. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't touch it, and then I'll kick it in. You think that you don't was touch a, it? A just do play? a fake shot over it. He didn't do a fake shot. Yeah, he did. No, he definitely didn't. He did. Two to one. So here's a couple things coming into this game. Manchester United are rolling uh, coming into this game. They've won every game since Cristiano Ronaldo left. So they they were five and zero since Ronaldo left. Didn't Bruno say something like, "We're much more of a team than we were a couple months ago"? He said something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, he did. I, but he's a I he's a he's a C-Ron fan. So I don't I don't know yeah, if he was course. directly throwing shade at him, but the timelines match up. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I think it like you said, it was indirectly throwing shade at him. Um, City coming into this game, actually, th- their form really wasn't bad. People made it out beforehand, like their form was like poor or something. It wasn't I mean, good. It wasn't what you guys are used to. I, I mean, guess, we just beat but, Chelsea, but what, I mean, no, I what's mean, that? You, really, your only bad result, or you had two bad results. One was drawing Everton, who suck, um, and the other one was losing to Southampton. But the Southampton loss was in the Carabao Cup. Um, I mean, those—that's within like that was within the last five games, though. That's, that's yeah, City's Cup, and two of those two of those games against Chelsea, like we said, who suck. Yeah, Chelsea, you guys demolished. Uh, well, one time you beat him. I think you guys beat him pretty handily, but it ended up only being one zip. That was in the league, and then you smashed him in the FA Cup. You, you completely destroyed them in the FA Cup. Made them go it, spend another $100 million on a player. Yeah, we'll get to Chelsea and their weird spending habits. Uh, but the United Derby coming into this, City's, City's form was okay, but they, they hadn't looked good for a little while, not the way we'd expect them to. Um, not a lot of 5-0 wins besides the Chelsea match where they won 4-zip. Uh, a couple 1-0 squeakers, 1-1. People are starting to, you know how the grumblings start. It's like, well, maybe, maybe they're just a different team with Holland. Like, they're not passing the ball around as much. Even though Holland only touched the ball, like, less than 10 times a game. Um, so, I, I, I don't know if I believe that or not. I guess the proof will be in the pudding over the next few weeks to see if Pep makes any adjustments to have players... Um, or have Holland play in a different role. Um, to start the game, Luke Shaw at center back. Luke Shaw at center back for Manchester United over um, Harry Harry uh, Maguire and Victor Lindelof. 
What does that tell you guys for how Ten Hag feels about Harry Maguire? I would say uh, not his player. Yeah, I would say that Harry Maguire is not going to get a chance to play. Although, that being said, Fatty Shaw has not played poorly at center back. No, he's been excellent the two games that he's played, uh, three games that he's played. He's played really well. Um, I was a little bit worried, and and they didn't play Lissandra Martinez Martinez to start. And what they're kind of saying is the you know he came back from the World Cup a little bit late, um, not later than he was ex- asked to, but more like, hey, like when are you coming home kind of thing. And he showed up, and there's some pictures <laughs> <Yeah>. of him. <laughs> you you posted that pale. picture. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty pale. Looks like he had been drinking for like a week straight, which is probably what happened. Um, but also, I don't want Lissandra Martinez against Holland. Not that Shaw's that much bigger. I think Shaw's like 5'11 or 5'10, and, you know, Holland's 6'5. I think Shaw's probably um, just a little bit tougher than. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. He's... Yeah. Go ahead, a little sorry. bit. He's bulkier, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, he's fatter. Yeah, Varan <laughs> uh, played in this one as well. But, I mean, the flow of the game, Manchester United actually looked really good in this game all the way up until. City scored. I think the first half, United really needed to score. They missed some good opportunities. Rashford had some nice uh, – he got through a couple times. And Ederson actually made some nice saves on one-on-ones where he eliminated the danger. And then a couple balls went wide. And it looked like United were going to crap the game away. Um, but then the X factor came on. Jack Grealish comes on after James Jackie. and I have been arguing about Jackie. Jack Grealish for the it's last not a, like, There's not an week. argument. It's just you – popping up and saying he's not worth a hundred million dollars or that let me just say okay great no no what i actually said was that he's not he worth sucks. it he's not he worth be it on your team he's not worth he's not worth 60 it. million pounds and that his stats are worth in sancho who you were talking about well That's sancho, I, I was talking about sancho because it was in the news that he's just sitting at home crying he, he might be crying. We don't. There's no. There's no like confirmation that he's crying. Yeah. No one sent any pictures of him crying, so you can't even say that. But there are allegedly. But allegedly, but there aren't pictures crying. of him not crying. <laughs> uh, Grealish Grealish scores on a little baby chip. The baby chip was sick by KDB, by the yeah. way. But that ends up being your only shot on target in the game. You had five shots total. Yeah. One on target. Three of them were blocked completely, including Holland's uh, only touch in the box, I believe. Where, where Casemiro um, fouled him. Um, no, you're, you're thinking of something else. <laughs> but this, it's funny because, well, not funny, uh, but I think in the games, Southampton, Everton, and, and even the uh, the Chelsea um, Cup game, I think it was the Cup game or vice versa, the, the 1-0 win over Chelsea, though, that was the problem we've had in those games. We have not been putting a lot of shots on target. Where usually I think we have high volume of shots and we have a high percentage of those shots being on target. Uh, mm-hmm. We've scored goals like we scored in this one, but the volume just hasn't been there. I think right now teams are adapting to every team except Chelsea is working on adapting to playing against Holland and it's packing the box, playing tight defense um, so that we can't bring the ball central, right? So and not a bad tactic, I think. And that's what you guys changed in the second half. I mean, it was it was a little bit more of a more open game in the first half, and you guys were having more regular attacking chances. In the second half, mm-hmm. you were hitting us on the counter, really, and that's where both of the goals yeah. came from. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, both the things you said in regards to people adjusting to Holland. Uh, I was making the comment too. You know, when you guys had a smaller nine, Jesus, or when you played like uh, uh, Silva up there, or, or whoever you guys would put in that false nine role. You know, you guys would pass ball around the box a lot more, and you'd get these shots that were like tap ins, basically. You know, you would go to the end line, cut it back. And then put it in, or you dribble around the box real quick with these players that are the best and technical players and small space players in the world, and then you would get a lot of high percentage shots off it. And it does feel like now you guys are kind of working on elevated crossing. And even though Holland has an, a, a distinct advantage over 95 plus percent of the league in terms of aerial, especially if he's getting steam gathered up, um, it does take away from the threat of the other players. And we'll see. I mean, I think Pep knows best, and he'll decide whether or not this is actually a problem or if this is an anomaly where, yeah. you know, you guys... Well, I think it, I think it's a little bit of a situation where we're going to have to adapt to the adaptation, right? And it's not like it's not like under the previous, you know, false nines or, or smaller nines that we didn't sometimes run into this issue too. You mm-hmm. know, there were, there were games where we, would, we, we've, we have a bad habit of dropping points to really shitty teams like Everton and Southampton. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, a, you know, a derby can go any way. Mm-hmm. You guys were definitely fired up and playing well for this one. And I, th- yeah. and I think you played us correctly with an idea of how to play against Holland. I think that, I think that we'll adapt. And I think, you know, I mean, no, you, no one was saying this the first half of the season. Right. Yeah. You guys play Tottenham next. And I think that's actually a good, a good time for you to play Tottenham there. They look out of sorts um, and look like they aren't sure of their team identity right now. Sun is really off. Kane's okay, but you know, he feel it feels like he's dropping so deep to try to compensate. I think it's a good time for you guys to play them and maybe work out some of your frustrations. Um, but I want to talk about Manchester United. They come into this having won those five games in a row. Um, and you know, the midfield, the difference in the midfield in this game how much cleaner the passing was, the possession was, even though we didn't have a lot of possession, how much cleaner the possession was than it was in that blowout loss that we had against City earlier in the season. And I guess it comes down to Casemiro and Erickson, really. Um, Casemiro has has outplayed any expectations I had ever had for him. As a player coming from Real Madrid at the age of 30, a Brazilian coming at 30, um, from a slower league, I was pretty worried about it, especially when you get these guys that have won everything in sight. Like, you never know. Everybody said that he was a gamer and blah, 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 but you don't know what it looks like when they leave Real Madrid. I said from um, the beginning that he was a baller, world-class signing, and he was going to be one of the best DMs in the league. I said that he's the been, beginning. Yeah, he's been the best DM in the league right now um, for the first half of the season. I said it from His the beginning. Per- Give me credit. I'll give you credit. And you I argue with you the whole time when you wanted that to play McDominay. What? You wanted to play McDominay and Fred, and I said you need to quit it with that and give Casemiro some Shut time. Up. I didn't you did. You were all about it. Well, no, McCom- I, I, well he I knows what it's about to play for Manchester United. Get settled. Uh, I, I want to see, you know, with, with Erickson as well, though. Erickson, both of them being as tidy as they are and technical, technically sound as they are, keeping safe possession and being able to pass out of tight spaces, whereas Fred and especially McTominay, 
their first touches aren't good enough to do that kind of stuff. Fred actually played in this game, and he's been all right in that free roll where you're not asking him to run the offense. You're just asking him to chase people down and then give the ball to Erickson or Casemiro. Um, and it, it's been it's worked really, really well. Casemiro's passing has really surprised me. I was expecting him to eventually work his way into the league and become a, a break-up-the-play kind of guy, win the ball, and then go sideways. But he's played a lot of really great progressive passes forward, especially to Rashford. Um, and I guess the big thing in this game is, uh, in terms of Manchester United, we'll talk about the refs in a second, but is the fact that United won this match without a, a number nine. I mean, Martial played up top. He was pretty below average. Uh, he got yanked at halftime, and they brought in... Um, a couple other players to try to move the ball around. Anthony, who also really didn't do too much in this game, but rat, moving Rashford up top is what led to the two goals. Well, Garnacho did some more good work for you. He, he did. He did. When he came in as a sub, I was talking about a halftime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll Martial, also say that overall for the season for you guys, and in this game too, I noticed, having Varane back and healthy is a huge add for you guys. One, it means yeah, that Ver- you don't have to play uh, one of the two Chuckle brothers that are on the bench right now. <laughs> but also, he's a genuinely good center back. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's move on to the controversy, Ken. Um, we had a ball put through. Marcus Rashford is approximately five yards offside. Uh, the ball goes through to him, rolls past him. He is right on the ball, right on it, like probably a foot behind it, but the ball's rolling. He does not touch it. The City players are all going back. He's beaten them because he's offside by five yards. Bruno comes in. Rashford gets out of the way at the last minute. Bruno knocks it past Ederson, who has now come out that he sees Bruno coming. And the goal goes in. The offside is not called. The, the offside was called. The offside was. And the on-field okay. ref overruled On-field it. called. Good point. Good point. On-field flag goes up. And the body language of the United players, except for Bruno, yeah. look like, yeah, he's offside. Including yeah. Rashford. He yeah, had no he problems well, with the yeah, offside. Because he was. He was offside. Now, VAR comes in and says that because he didn't touch the ball, he's not offside. And actually, but actually I want to be technical with matter. you. Go ahead, it wasn't VAR either. Yeah, it, it was just the on-field ref that said, no, yeah, he, he didn't touch it. it. He's it wasn't not offside. It wasn't VAR. Okay, I stand corrected. But, yeah. And then, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead. But so So, the... Rules experts after the game gave us the well technically. Now, some one of the two of you, or maybe Pete, brought up the point, which is probably the most important in this argument. Three or four years ago, when they correctly call offsides, they would have raised their flag immediately. Immediately, would be blown dead. It would have been blown dead. And I, I said 100% this in the chat. agree with that. I said this in the chat because it, it's ridiculous, and it's led to other situations that we've talked about a lot on this pod like it led to the Virgil van Dyke injury yes yep it, it's led to other other injuries and it's led to other plays like this where you basically allow yourself you allow play to get into a situation where you have to make a ridiculous call because you've allowed it to go on past a point where it doesn't even make sense and you know what and the hilarious thing was I said in the I was like before the end of the season you'll see this that exact situation that exact goal called off or offside. You'll see you'll it next happen. week. We've seen it before. But you saw it at the Liverpool game. You saw it immediately after that game 
Oh, yeah. Where uh, Gakpo took a shot from the top of the box. At the time of the shot, Trent is offsides up on the wing. The ball mm-hmm. ricochets off an Everton defender up towards Trent and the sideline. Trent, Trent begins to jog after it. And what happens? Offside. <laughs> the ref lo- yeah. raises his All flag offside. Because, it, and and this is, when, when we talk about uh, in the past when they would have raised their flag immediately, and intuitively, I think that this makes sense for everybody. It make, I think it makes sense seeing it. It definitely makes sense in terms of having played soccer before. As soon as that ball is played and you are offsides and you move towards that ball, you are intending to play it. That Your intent is to play that ball. You're running onto a ball while in an offside position. Yeah, and, and we've seen it before where guys are offside. Like, they're just standing offside. Like, they don't get back. They're being lazy or whatever. And the ball comes to them, and they will stop dead and, like, put their hands Raise their up. hands, and, yeah. And sometimes they'll still be called offside. Right, yeah. If the, ball's, if the ball's passed to them. If it's close enough to them or anything, yeah. They'll be called yes, offside anyway. Yes, they can still be off call, called offside for that. Although a lot of times refs will let that go if they're – because a lot of times they will face the opposite direction, right? They'll, they'll face towards their own goal and put their hands up because they're coming back, you know? Um, yeah. I think you have a legitimate gripe, and if I were a Manchester well, City fan, I'd be furious. I mean, it's I'll not a – be honest. It's not a – I mean, I, I don't even think – it's not even like – at this point, it's not even a gripe. It's just like that goal is offsides. Yeah. And it didn't get overturned. Or I should say, it was called offsides and it was overturned to be given, and it's the wrong call. But at the end of the day, you know, we've been going back and forth on the game. I, I don't think that's a game that I mean that game that that goal, that goal it shouldn't have been, uh-huh. definitely turned the tides of the game. Um, that gave you guys all the momentum and you know whatever. But the second goal, I mean, you can't have any complaints. Akanji no, got Gar- uh, Ake got murdered on the wing by Garnacho, yeah, and Akanji was. Uh, asleep in the center. So nothing I can say about that. And I don't think that overall play, I'm not saying that city deserved to win that game, but we didn't deserve to lose it. Um, on an offside goal. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you talk about how egregious the, the call was or miss call, I mean, I, I completely understand that part of it. Uh, Garnacho's second or Garnacho's cross in where he took out. Ake, yeah. Went down the line, Good goal. pure speed, Cuts back, ball hits off uh, Ake when he cuts back. He cuts back again, then puts it in. Rashford has followed his Cleans run. It up, Rashford's, yeah. Rashford is just, like, smoldering right now. He is the hottest player in the Prem. He's got six and six. And, I mean, he was obviously a huge part of the other goal. I don't know if that's better or worse. But a huge part of causing yeah. problems in this game. And while, you know, you are right that that, that first goal was absolutely offside, should have been called offside immediately to avoid uh, injury, like Ken, like both of you said. Imagine there's a huge collision there in the middle of that. Like yeah. there almost was. I mean, there's four players running towards that ball. It happens all the time. Yeah. What if what if Ederson Ederson comes out and slides and uh, Bruno's knee hits Ederson in the head? Yeah. Skull fracture. Like, you know, like I I agree that should have been offside. Um, that being said, I think United just. Had a, had a little bit of a better game, like you said. Um, a little bit of a better game, but not necessarily. I mean, if you don't take your chances, then you, you don't win. And we don't have a nine, so we're not taking chances anyways. Um, the statistics at the end probably played out closer to a 1-1 draw, although I thought City was 
really average in this game, and United played well. Um, but five shots for City, one on target. The only shot on target being that Jack Grealish goal. United, eight shots, four shots on target. I think 1-1 would have been fair. I would have been disappointed, but it would have been because we didn't finish, because we don't have a nine. Yeah, well, like you said, Ederson made some good saves. I mean, he definitely, and he definitely did. And yeah, you guys, you guys posed more of an attacking threat. We, we were, before that first goal, we were basically set up in your half for the entire time, which is what, how we pressure teams and wear them down, you know? So I'm, I'm not, we weren't like putting shots on the goal like we need to be. You know, again, like a common issue recently, mm-hmm. but we were in a controlled situation, I would say. There, and I would argue that that's what resulted in the two goals, uh, pure counterattacking goals. Well, when you guys, the first goal was a result of an mentality. offsides not called. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's laughs> so true. we can, but the buildup was counterattacking. Now, the, the big thing about this this game, besides the obvious, I mean, going into this match, United play. Um, they were supposed to play just Arsenal after City. It was supposed to be City and Arsenal before they wedged in that Crystal Palace game in between. Um, United going into this week playing City and Arsenal. I had talked to Joey. I was like, well, the ideal week for us, a good week for us is three points. A, a great week for us is four points. And if we get six points, then you do have to start being like, well, I guess we have to look at the title race. I do not think United are in the title race, but if they win both these games, I can't avoid the conversation. Um, even though Arsenal is, is pretty far clear right now and we would have to play catch up, we would have to have the conversation because United would, would be passing um, City probably. And then we would have to have the conversation. We are not in that conversation yet, but United getting three points from City means that this this is a good period we have Palace in the middle. You can't have that let-off game or the look-ahead game, the trap game before Arsenal. Um, let's move to Arsenal. Title leaders. Your Arsenal's Red Boys, really? Ken. Uh, the the kids. Boys. Are we still calling them kids? <laughs> they're, 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 kids? They're mature. They're mature now. They're, they have mustaches? Wise beyond their ones? years. They do have little ratty mustaches most little of them. Little ratty mustaches now? You yeah, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say. It's kind of hard to hear you. <laughs> so, is, it, is, it, are, is your internet acting up? Is it the Easter is it there? I, I, I thought there might have been some crabs that's that crawled a, that's out That's exactly what it is. Computer. It's just, you guys are really, really muffled sounding. Really, really scratchy sounding. Uh, so, Arsenal 2. Can you hear me? Arsenal 2. <laughs> Tottenham 0. <laughs> Decisive. Um, this game played. This game played at Tottenham, and Tottenham, they've just they've just looked bad for like. What do you guys think? Like five this matches. This was a seven? curb stomping. Yeah, but they've game. been like that, and then they wake up in the second half, right? And they'll score like you know two goals or something, and they'll play a good second half. And 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 they're, the stats in this game surprisingly bear out that Tottenham did wake up and actually. 17 shots, 7 on target. Uh, Ramsdale did make some nice saves. But I think it was more a matter of them not scoring because guys like Sun are so cold. So cold. And you can't you can't have be you can't have Tottenham be their the first half Tottenham give up a horrendous own goal. Yeah. By Lloris. Oh my god. That's on, that's on a Yeah, that's not Top it's 10 unacceptable. List. Unacceptable. They're gonna have to find someone else. You loved it. I mean, I loved you it. Loved I it, loved Ken. it, and uh, I it was first half all Arsenal, and you know, I don't. 
I don't, I don't understand that at all because it's wrong for so many reasons. Like a few weeks ago, we saw David De Gea allow a cross to go in between his legs. It hit both his legs <laughs> and, and then dribbled out, and then somebody <laughs> smashed it in. Right? Yeah. That's a horrible play, right? The, the, the that, that is a mistake. It's a, I believe that officially it counts as a player error leading to a goal, right? And it was crossed from the end line right at him. His hands were up, but he used his feet or tried to use his feet and it hit both feet and rolled behind his legs. That's really bad, guys. The reason Loris is even worse is because the goalie, David De Gea, was in front of the near post because that's where the goalie is supposed to be on the byline. You don't sit back a couple feet. You're in front of the near post. So if the ball does deflect off you, it doesn't go in the goal. Yeah. Loris was two yards back off the front post. For for no reason. That's why you he don't. Fell in the goal. Two yards off. Yeah, and, and it hit him and went immediately into the goal. And it wasn't. A, I mean, it wasn't anything special. There wasn't a lot of like pressure. It was just ripped at him. No, but it, he was in the complete wrong position. It was just Saka taking um, advantage of Sessegnon because that was the terrible matchup. I don't know what yeah, Conte was thinking. Saka had Sessegnon's mm-hmm. number the whole game, and he just took a shot because yeah. there was no pass to make. Who'd have thought? Who'd exactly. have thought? Larice is not going to catch it. It's right at his chest. Yeah, they're blaming really a deflection. They're saying that that little deflection knocked Larice's no, sight off the ball. Near I mean, his hands. Like, it was in his hands. Yeah, I mean, but but he was also in, in the wrong position by over yeah. a yard. Like you, that's why you're in front of the post there because that happens. You, people slam crosses; they get deflected. You see it all the time, and it goes out for a corner. That's why you stand in front of the the post there, or at least equal to yeah. the post. And you're yeah, less. I mean, he's been really inconsistent at best it's since his drink driving trial. You know. <laughs> oh, he had a good year last year. Now, Lawrence is good last year, but this year he has he's not been bad, good. Fourteenth yeah. um, minute, and the way that Tottenham's been playing. I mean, I think guys going into this game. Before the last match that they had played, Tottenham, uh, before they played Palace, Tottenham had allowed the first goal. I believe it was in 11 yeah. in a row. That's so well, bad. channeling the uh, Ole Man they're, United. They're, uh, they're trying yeah. to be this this second half team, and I, I, just, I don't get it. I mean, I, it can't be Conti's plan. That can't be. No, no. I think I, I, we talked about this before, and I think I think that it is. I think that it is. No it is. way. Because... Yeah, no, no. This is this is a bad. classic. This is classic Italian, and he did it. Mm-hmm. You 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 shore up the the first half. Yeah. You play. You just play defensively stable. But they're not doing that. You, well, that because, and we talked about this before. They're playing foot face, <laughs> and Langley as center back. You know yeah. they they've gotten Romero back and. Obviously, he's a he is a very good defender and a very strong defender. But I, you know, I don't care who you are, if you have to play next to Eric Dyer and Lingley, they're they're not good defenders. It's like when you're making players play next to Harry Maguire or Lindelof. No one, no one, it doesn't make anyone look good. Yeah, I, you know, everyone ends up looking bad. So if you have if you're trying to play a three at the back and two of your center backs are subpar. You're yeah. gonna have it's issues. gonna be a big problem for sure, especially when your yeah. wing backs yeah, have I mean, been eaten alive. Right, and that's the uh, thing. Yeah, that's the other that's thing. Another thing. Like you're 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 focusing on the center backs. I actually think the wing backs were worse. Sessegnon and Doherty are bad. Like like yeah. Doherty is a really below average defender, and maybe not even prem level. Like I think he's a bottom of the table player. I think Sessegnon has some. Sessegnon is actually well, like I think not Sessegnon terrible. is a converted winger. Yeah, Saka just he's a converted winger on Sunday. 
I mean, yeah, Saka's a good yeah, player. So, too. yeah, it's just you, you can't come in with those two no. wing backs and expect to match a team, the most informed team in the Prem. Like you, you can't expect that. I just think. I mean, you got Kane and Son are pretty cold right now. I mean, Saliba had Kane the whole game. Yeah. Like he was not a non-factor. Yeah. I think um, he's more of a non-factor because everybody. He's just isolated. Yeah. He's just isolated. Yeah, I mean, there's I no mean, one around to do anything. Our midfield dominated cool. Tottenham's midfield and stopped any type of buildup mm-hmm. that could have happened. And who cares how the two goals went in? They went in. It's two nothing away. And like, yeah, Odegaard scores again. Yeah, Prem player of the great month, goal. Uh, con- continues his rolling. Yeah, that was a, that was a good goal. Um, and I mean. I think it's really a matter of one of those things. It's kind of like Manchester United last year or even in the beginning of this year. You have a team that's lower on confidence. Not as low as United was at the start of this year or last year, but a low team on confidence. Tactics aren't really working out. Um, you're just trying to grind through. You could feel that from Tottenham. Like They would have been really happy in this game with a draw. Like Really, really ecstatic yeah. with a home draw oh, yeah, on, on a derby match. Well, I, well, I think that I mean certainly after the first thirty minutes, you would say, "Oh yes, we're going to take a draw." I think that yeah. they play every game to draw the first half. Yeah, that's, they do. I that's totally Conte, agree. and I so, they're going to stop you know, that immediately. They don't have the personnel to. Well, do I that. think th- I think they don't have the personnel, but I think that's going to that's the one of the downfalls. I, I think Conte is an amazing coach, and I think he is a mm-hmm. winner. And I think, yeah. but I think the rigidity of his system, and I mean his rigidness and not changing it, yeah, here. Well, and all is gonna be there is gonna be the reason why they kind of languish mid table, and it's because they have two mid table or worse center backs. Well, that trying to execute what what really is a tough defensive system to play a demanding defensive system i would say i mean you look at the other defenders that conti's worked with um compared to the tottenham defenders the chelsea team and that he dominated with yeah i mean it's not even close and i do think you know as we've seen before with tuchel's chelsea that you can hide defensive deficiencies with three center backs you know but i think you can't have They've got to be great, though. And have yeah. bad outside backs. You can't have two bad center backs and two below-par wing backs. Yeah. Well, I think I think Doherty is worse than that. I think Sessegnon, as a defender, is below-par, but actually is okay in the attack. Yeah. And I think Doherty doesn't offer anything in either direction. No, I think Perisic needs to be playing a lot more on this team. Yeah. yeah. And I think that – I mean – it's not like uh, it's not like Conte can't get performances out of his players. Let's not forget at Chelsea, he turned Victor Moses <laughs> into one of the top wingbacks that season. Okay, which is a lot. Yeah, that's something. That's them, like though. it should be on a plaque hung up on a wall in Conte's office. That's Who an achievement. Center backs with them. I was trying to think of it. it had to be Aspilicueta and uh-huh. he probably and, still had um, Terry, and he probably still had Gary Cahill. Was that Terry at that time? Wow. Terry was there oh, until it's five years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I mean, Tottenham looks really bad in this one, but it, you can't take away from Arsenal because really, Arsenal is so incisive right now, which is the biggest thing that we haven't seen from Arsenal in God knows how long. Really, um, being incisive, and they're they're not they're they're not having confidence issues. I mean, they haven't been punched in the face yet, but what it do doesn't you mean? matter what do you when mean? you when. 
You guys haven't been punched in the face yet this year. You haven't. I mean, you haven't gone down like on two crappy goals. Oh, we've gone down though, and, and we've to, like, shown that we can back. come back. You have, but but there's you know, James knows what I'm talking Liverpool about. Liverpool was City, back and forth, three two win. When yeah, but Liverpool's a good team. I'm saying when you're like. You get punched in the face real early. James knows it. Like, well, no, I know what you're saying. I'm simply arguing the fact second. that you might not be 100% correct in your statement, but continue. No, I, I, you I haven't, think the bounces You, you don't know what he's saying going. if you think that he's not correct. Okay. What? I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, what I'm saying is the bounces have been going Arsenal's way. They are playing extremely well, and they deserve the results that they've been getting. Um, but we haven't really had too much beyond, I mean, losing to Manchester United – at Old Trafford is a whatever, um, I guess. But besides that, there really hasn't been anything else, any other slip-ups. And I actually think this is the biggest game for you guys that you guys have had, maybe under Arteta, because City lost. And you're going away to Tottenham, who is a top-five team, possibly top-four team, at least they were last year. And to go and win this game... I think Handley is fair, although Tottenham did have some shots late and Ram still had to had to make his moves. Um, I think this is the biggest win for Arsenal in the last since, since Arteta came in. Would you agree with that, or do you think that that's overstating a January win on the 18th game of the season? Uh, you guys have I won think, an FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, we... I don't think that's as big as this. On but. the whole of the weekend, you might be right, but... It will be hard to say right now. To say that right now, it will be saying that this is a this is his biggest one because it's a derby and City lost the op the, the Manchester derby. But in terms of like no, but also that points gained, points like where right. you know we could have dropped point like our gap. Then yeah, that this could end up being our biggest win under Arteta for sure. Yeah, I think it's really emph- emphatic, and it's Momentum, also definitely to to me a, a you know if if I'm being very optimistic for Arsenal, it's maybe a change, a shift in mentality away from that kind of, we don't really belong here thing. Like I criticized, like I rightly criticized mm-hmm. you for last season when you had the, yeah. when you were dominating Liverpool and had a chance to put them to the sword, but just didn't because you didn't have, I think the right mentality. This yeah, game to me, you know, with everything involved, knowing that city lost, knowing that you're, you really are having your fate in your own hands here with a win and doing it so emphatically, I think is a big statement in terms of mental strength that I think you guys were lacking last season. Yeah, I agree. Big statement think, for sure. You know, I agree with the statement. See. Well, I think going forward, obviously this is goes without saying we're going to see, we'll see what happens. Um, and city hasn't found their imperious form yet. They have three losses and three draws we're almost at the halfway point. We're one game off of it. But for City right now, I mean, let's say they win their next match. They we would have, to. have They would be on pace for, I believe, 84 points, which I believe would be the lowest point total they've ever had under Pep besides the first year, um, which I think – I think your first year, what do you guys have, like 78 or something? I don't remember. Um, something. I don't think we got the 80. But, and, and then the year you were in second to Liverpool, I believe you were at 84 as well. Mm-hmm. But that would be really disappointing for City. Um, And that would be saying that in the second half, they're going to lose three more games and they're going to draw three more games, which is possible. On the flip side of that, Arsenal is actually on pace to have 100 points. 
Um, they're on pace to have 100 points. And Pep brought this up. He said, I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to do. This Arsenal team, he did it on purpose, Yeah, he said sure. It's like, the, it, yeah, he said, he said uh, they're on pace for 100 points. Uh, you know, how, how do we stop? A well, team that Jackoff also points. conceded the title to, to <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> Yes, he did. It's not actually that wasn't actually the full uh, that that's definitely the headline that came out and it reads that way. But if you actually, as is true of many different managers, getting headlines made of them, not what he was actually saying. But I will correct this. Correct this. I mean, he he was they they were asking him directly, uh, is it possible to get a hundred points? Uh, and he was just like, he's like, no, it's it's not possible for us to get a hundred points. We can't we can't win the league at this point. It's, okay. He's not like he's not throwing in the towel, but under the circumstances of getting to a hundred points, where Arsenal may be or on track for. Okay, he he did definitely say that Arsenal is on pace for a hundred yeah. points, and he said it's hard. It, you know, we're not going to get a hundred. Yeah, he's points he's today. he's like so he's like so yeah so you're right. He's like so you're right. Mm-hmm. We can't win the league. League, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. He didn't come out and just be like, oh, we lost the league because I think that's. I think oh, Klopp's, Klopp's definitely that done that. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do that. Yeah, he didn't do that. Um, but he did. But he yeah. did throw in a little bit of pep salt in there, where he was like, "Look, we've won it a lot of times before. It's okay." Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> said, "We've really... won a lot of times. It's it, it it it's okay at City." Yeah, it's it's okay for hey, someone else, else to win. Somebody else gets a turn. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else. That's fine. Hey, you know what? And I'm fine. We don't win any trophies this season, and we win the Champions League. Sounds good to me. It's a, a lot of pressure. Okay, that's fair. There's always uh, pressure at City. That's what Arsenal has to get does. used to. Don't go back to the old so, mentality, Ken. So, so Arsenal wins. They are eight points clear with equal games. Um, 47 points, 39 for Manchester City, 38 for Newcastle sitting right behind them. Um, I, we'll talk briefly about the Newcastle game because it was really important. Fulham's a good team. Fulham's in uh, sixth place. Yeah. And Newcastle squeak a winner in the 89th minute, much to my chagrin. But Newcastle completely dominated this well, game. Well, I'll say there was a funny moment. You'll say completely dominated, but they did. They had a Fulham had a penalty chalked off yeah. because Mitrovic slipped in the run up and double hit it off his own foot. Still scored it, yeah. but they called yeah. it off. I I think this happened to Manchester United, and I couldn't remember it, and it didn't come up in Twitter. If it didn't come up in Manchester United, it happened in another. Game it happened against City. I seem to remember. I don't know if it was the United situation, but it happened against City, where someone scored against Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. And he he went out the same way, like calling like the tip, 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 and then they, they yeah. reversed it. <laughs> yeah, and this is before VAR, I think. And and basically what happened, Dimitrovic, he had a penalty. He went in, he, his, his standing foot slipped, his planted foot slipped, tipped the ball a little bit. His right foot came through the ball as he was slipping. Put it upper 90. Gets a shot off, <laughs> goes in the net. And because of that first touch, you cannot touch the ball twice in any kind of way on a penalty. Yeah. In any kind of way. Like, the ball hits the bar and comes back to you, you can't hit the ball. Yeah. Like, you, you, unless the goalie touches the ball, you can't touch the ball twice. And that's what happened. And it cost Fulham. It cost us, those of us trying to get in the top four. Um, United are obviously still in the top four, but we need Newcastle to, to start falling back. Tottenham needs Newcastle to start falling back. They are at 38 points, even with United. They're also plus 22. So it's not like, you know, we've had teams in the last couple of years. Um, who was a Dean Henderson team? Uh, crap. Um, who was a team that was hanging in two years ago all the way Sheffield. at the top? with Sheffield. There it is. Thank you. 
and they ended up they were in fourth place at uh, or third place at uh, the halfway point. Newcastle's not like that, guys. They played really, really well. Playing well. But there is one thing that we can say about Newcastle, and Ken, I know you'll agree with this. Newcastle, with their BS tactics of just playing oh. the slowest tempoed game in the entire universe, that needs to be addressed. Well, like the time wasting. They have the least amount of time on the field in play. Not just that, Tom. In the league. and that's correct. That's that's the all that's the all time. It's not just so they they hold the record since they started keeping track of this, which is probably you know a few years after the Premier League started, right? Mm-hmm. They have they hold the record for the all-time lowest uh, ball in play minutes in a match. That's their number one, and that was that match. It, now, the other interesting part is they have three other entries on that list. Two of them are yeah. from this season and one's from last <laughs> season. It's three of the top five least amount of like ball in play minutes in the Premier League. Well, and they're History. getting like very brazen about it, too, like, because they're getting away with it. Mm-hmm. All the time. Now Liverpool did punish them for that. Like that was one yeah. of the things. But n- never have I like used to think like the bot like these mid dwelling teams like your Stokes or your Burnleys like you just would love to see them just go away. And when they do go away, it's great. Like Newcastle for me is becoming that team before they're even like that team. Like they're kind of like that little chihuahua or that annoying little kid that you don't want to go hang out with your friends because yeah. you don't like their annoying kid. Like not that's so up on Eddie Howe now, are you? Right now. I I hate them the way yeah. they play. And they like they, they have like these little smirks on their face too when they're doing it. It's really frustrating. They start doing it in the 53rd minute by the way, every game. Yeah, it's it's really embarrassing and you know They're playing from, like they're still in 15th, but they're falling. in third. You should be wanting to yeah, they're, win they're these games it. is my only gripe about it. Why are you not trying to win? Yeah, it seems to me they're playing. Well, they have draws, eight of them, so. basically. They have eight draws, which is pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, I mean, but hey, they're they're at 38 points, and they'll just be a... a We're not going to draw team. yourself into the top four. Um, I'll tell you that. That's that true. true, and that's why the second half is important. The thing is, there's so many matches in the second half for the big boys... For Arsenal, for City, for United, even Tottenham, there's a lot of matches, and that is an advantage for yeah. Newcastle. And also another advantage, guys, is that Liverpool and Chelsea right. are miserable. I was going right to say now. that, yeah, Ken, this might be the season that's the exception to that True. rule because <laughs> can. I mean Tottenham, Tottenham are just are letting up two goals. Yeah, in Newcastle the first half have twenty draws and finished every fourth. Game. Fulham are there, but you know I don't think there's staying power there either. Liverpool and mm-hmm. like like yeah, Tom said, Liverpool, Chelsea are down in ninth and tenth yep. place. Newcastle could continue to draw, win a, win every once in a while, and just mm-hmm. don't lose and end up in fourth place. I think they really could. Yeah, let, let's use that as a transition. Brighton three, Liverpool zero at Brighton, what and a Liverpool got the pants yeah. smacked off them. Skull dragged. They got the pants smacked off them, uh, and. I mean, guys, watching this game, it could have been yes. worse. Could have been worse. You want to guess at the stats? You want to guess at the stats? I don't know if you looked Maybe already, Tom, but Ken, you guys can guess. Guess the the possession. Who had more possession, and what was the? Uh, I will guess that Brighton fifty nine percent. Yeah, sixty sixty one to thirty nine. Brighton mm-hmm. shots were sixteen to six, and shots on target were nine to two. 
Yeah, I don't think Liverpool really had anything going either. They had played a different system than they normally do. I mean, Ken, I didn't know Oxlade Chamberlain was registered <laughs> for the Premier League. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm, I'm not even kidding because I think last year he like wasn't registered or something. They deregistered him because he got like an injury yeah. to, uh, like halfway through or whatever. I totally forgot he existed. He had a nice big miss, by the yeah. way, um, well, because he's not good. Right. I, I mean, it, it wasn't. It didn't even end up looking like a miss because it was so tame. Uh, but he's not. You, you can't do it with Oxlade Chamberlain. Gakpo, it, it just just got signed and needs to learn. That's a complicated system normally. But guys, they played. They played a four four two basically. A four four two with Salah up top. Um, and Brighton is a tidy team. I think Brighton is the best team outside of the top five. And I think you can exclude Chelsea and Liverpool right now because Brighton is dangerous. They're very, very organized. They they did not miss a beat losing Graham Potter. Um, they look better almost. It's it's a stain on Graham Potter's resume. Yeah, that Brighton yes. are where they are and Chelsea are where they are. Just, the only difference, well, Chelsea spent, have spent five hundred million Plus, pounds yeah. in six months, but Brighton haven't. <laughs> Yeah, and they, they didn't have Trussard in this game, and Trussard's been one of the best players in the Prem yeah. this year. At least he was for stretches in the first couple of months. He had some really nice matches. Um, he, was, he wasn't available because Tottenham are trying to buy him, and he's trying to force yeah. his way out. But the, but Liverpool's midfield made Lalana look like he was – Adam Lalana looked like he was like uh, Johan Cruyff in this game. Yeah. Like he killed them until he couldn't run anymore because yeah. and the and the the Japanese player that they signed I think at the beginning of the season, Mitoma oh, yeah. Minamina? was yeah. running circles no, around everyone in, at Liverpool. I mean, not just Trent because that's not hard. TAA. He was running circles yeah. around everybody. Yeah, I saw an interview before the game. It was actually taken a few weeks ago. But Trent Alexander-Armour was, like, bemused by the fact that people were so on top of his defending. Yeah. He's like, I mean, basically, it's like, basically, people just microanalyze you after you make a few mistakes. And I was like, well, that's kind of true. But at the same time, you've made, like, eight mistakes, and you're always the one that, 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 that seems to be tracking back or lost on defense. And maybe you were like that before, and we just didn't notice. You know what I mean? I think like, it was shielded well, yeah, before. He's always been like that, but he's had VVD. He's had VVD next to him. He's had like a uh, uh, sta- stable Henderson and Fabinho, who both aren't playing well. Yeah. Now, now he has mm-hmm. to play next to Matip or Kanate, you know, whoever. Yeah, he had a lot of support. Yeah. He did wasn't asked to defend in this game too. Matoma threw him a little body faint, and Trent bought it. Matoma went just, and then cut inside, and Trent just stood there, like he didn't. That's my biggest problem with Trent. When he gets beat, he is dead. Like, he doesn't try to get back. Like, you'll see him yeah. jogging like in, in the replay. Like you'll see him jogging in the corner of the screen. Like, bro, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he just RIP trained on that one. But three zip, Brighton win handily. Now, guys, Liverpool played another match after this. They, they had their FA Cup replay match today. A game that they did not want to have to play, but they couldn't beat Wolves. Well, they should have um, lost to Wolves in that first game. And they should have. They should VAR, have lost they got the screwed game. by VAR twice in that game. They played poorly in the return here at Wolves. They sneak away with a win because Wolves can't score. 
but Wolves had every right to, to at least have a draw in this match uh, and send it into extra time or pens. Um, but l- the bottom line with that is Liverpool played badly again, and they've been playing badly for a while. They lost to Brentford 3-1. to They drew Wolves. They got smoked by Brighton. They're allowing goal after goal with the exception of this Wolves game. Guys, is there, they're in ninth, ninth place, place right now. Yeah. They're plus nine. They have six losses, four draws, 28 points. They are 20, 19 points out of first place. They're 10, 10 points out of second place. At what point, guys, 11 points out of second. At what point, guys, I mean, is Klopp going to get any pressure? No, 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 no. no. Is no. he going to get any pressure? No, he could, be, he could be manager for life at Liverpool if he wanted. Although, they probably would have said that too at Dortmund before he finished, like, almost got yeah. relegated. And that was, wasn't that, uh, he was that did seventh leave, season? Like, he or left that after season? that season that he sunk <laughs> them. Seventh season, Klopp. But uh, yeah. I, not this season. Um, I, I don't yeah. think you'll hear a, even like a whisper of it this season. Well, the mm-hmm. the fans aren't for sure. I'm, I've even heard now, you know, because it's Liverpool, as we all know, is up for sale along mm-hmm. along with United. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's more concrete rumors swirling around United right now. But yeah. there are there are whispers being passed around about a Qatar led consortium mm-hmm. taking over, which is which basically before. Every Liverpool fan would have said, you know, oh, I'll just, I'll quit watching soccer. I won't be a fan anymore. Like, not going to support it. Yeah. Now, you'll you'll see large swaths of Liverpool fans. And as you know, I like to visit uh, opposing teams' forums. Mm, um, I do know that. Especially when there's there's to stir. And now they're all saying, <laughs> well, look, as long as Klopp stays, we'll we'll That's still support the team. So that that should tell you they're they're willing to give up their staggering moral high ground uh, as long yeah. as Klopp is willing to stay with them. Well, Klopp said uh, yeah, what, I, yesterday I or today to t- he'll be here. He doesn't want to leave. He'll be there until he's told to go. Yeah. Well, well you know what I always say. It's like, that's a, that's a big smoke noise. bomb right there. Like he, he might be on his way out now. Yeah. But... <laughs> and I do love your smoking fire. I do like it. Is that smoke over there? <laughs> no one talks fire, about maybe. you know. No one talks about how much they love the club but... until they've already uh-huh. signed yesterday a contract at another team. You're not wrong. Well, you're not wrong about the that. good news for them is, or the good news for them and bad news for any neutral fan is that they go to play Chelsea next, and it's going to be a disgustingly poor game. Best case teams. scenario is zero zero. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, for us guys, so Chelsea is even on points with them in tenth, twenty eight twenty eight. Chelsea's plus one. I mean, does Liverpool have a game two, on or I something? Guess, what what game do you guys want? I mean, which team Neither do you guys want them. to win there? Zero zero it, draw. It doesn't even matter for you guys, really. I want Chelsea to win, just to bury Liverpool further. Yeah, I think I want Chelsea to win. Although a draw is absolutely fine. Because I don't think Chelsea – there's Chelsea right now in this season yeah. don't have the ability to put a run in and do something with it. I think no. that – I still think that Liverpool could put something together. And I, I just want – I want Liverpool fans to be well, demoralized and in the wait, gutter. You wait, James Lewis, until Darwin Nunes catches fire and they're going to win this damn league. Before it's over with, I'll be waiting. I guess yeah. <laughs> once he finds out that's that the gold they, doesn't they, move uh, and it is in fact s- stationed where it is, all the, all time, the time it's not yeah. a, it's not a it's not a, a, a moving thing on the goal line. He's gonna start scoring goals, and they're he's gonna light this league up, James. 
You watch out. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Well, he's unavailable, <laughs> and their offense was puked today. No, it's uh, zero, it zero. That's what I hope Brighton. for. So, okay, that's that's fair. Um, Chelsea guys do get a result this weekend. Their first result in, in quite some time, as as they have lost the Fulham, they've lost the City twice. Uh, they drew Nottingham Forest. <laughs> they beat Palace in this one 1-0. Kai Havertz scores. Going into this game, guys, I mean, Chelsea fans, they want they want Potter gone already. They were singing for Tuchel in their uh in their some of their yeah. losses, which is wild to me. Um and guys, how much do you think it affects the team to have their weird ass transfer strategy? Where they're like, okay, so they got bought last year, right? They got bought in, like, December. Yeah. They spent some money, like, a, a decent amount of money in January. They're buying defenders. Then they go this offseason, spend a whole bunch more money on defenders that are, like, I mean, you They've got, spent 500 uh, million well, pounds since the takeover. Absolutely outrageous it's, amounts it's of money. It's not, I mean, that's a yeah. real number. So if I, were, if I were to say to both of you that Chelsea is going to spend whatever it is, 300, 400, 500 million pounds, if I were to say that to you, and then I were to tell you that that Obama Yang is their <laughs> only striker no, on no, the team. No, no, no. They just gazumped. Yeah, they just Arsenal. they just took us. Arsenal. Yeah, and they, they got just gazumped Arsenal hundred million pounds for. Well, he's not Merdrick, a striker, right? Though. Is his name Murdrick? He's not a striker. Oh, though. that's right, I, I, guys. I couldn't even remember which player you guys were talking about because you're. I thought you were talking about Jao Felix. <laughs> who they could Arsenal for the loan. Although, I, I don't know how serious Arsenal I mean, he's a winger, but they're going to play... No, he's a false yeah, They're going to play gonna him play as a striker. For, they have to. And... He actually played... <laughs> guys, I mean, he played pretty up well until the red when he card. came on uh, in, the Chil- in the Chelsea Oh, yeah, Joe Felix like, was a good, really good player. He, he, had like, he had like four shots on He's a good player, but now they shots. only have him for four months. Yeah. Did you see uh, they're paying 500000 Nobody was seriously interested yeah. in that. And Atletico was just super glad that Chelsea well, exists to get him off of their books for the next six months. For what I'm, what I'm going to, what now. I'm going to think is interesting is if, if Murdrick doesn't come in and immediately hit the ground running, or let's just say he does fine, but, but you know, Chelsea aren't doing well. How's he gonna feel when the Chelsea fans start chanting for Abramovich? Again? Yo, uh, he, he yes. he's Ukrainian. Well, the big th- there's a there's a lot of things that could happen. This kid, he's 22. He's basically unchat. Like he, no one knows anything about him. He hasn't played at the highest level. He's not a. He's star not yet. He he has good stats this season. <laughs> he could, could be, be very good. good. Someone Who said knows? they bought him because he looks. But is he a like hundred? Is he a hundred million? <laughs> like you know why? Like uh. That deal went through. I read yeah. the article um, from like the the the, the Shakhtar uh, president. Yeah. It was because next, Chelsea yeah. lowered the lowered the uh, the bar for the bonuses. Arsenal was going to pay him a hundred million, but Chelsea came in and yeah. said, oh, "We'll give you a hundred million, seventy up front, and then thirty for these cupcake bonuses." Arsenal wanted hit. like yeah. some like pretty hard to hit bonus structures, and they weren't into it, so they. They signed the deal. And then, yeah. And then also, I think Abramovich pledged $20 million to the Ukraine. No, not Abramovich. Uh, the, no, not uh, Abramovich. The owner Chelsea. Of, of... Chelsea ownership, yeah. Bully and Bully. the team, like the, the owner of... Um, who'd he come from? 
the Dodgers? Shakhtar. Like, oh, Shakhtar. Like the owner, yeah. he pledged yeah. $25 million of his own money, too, to Ukraine, which they say is his own money, but I know that's some of Bowie's. That's got to be some of Bowie's money, you know? Like, it's all part of the deal. Who cares? It, it's just, yeah. we don't really know yeah. what this kid can do. And, the, and now you brought him into the toughest league in the world at 22 for $100 million. Well, the the point though is, and if you're going, if you're going, I mean, 100 million, you know, as we know, a huge price tag. I know Tom's going to harp all on about this guy if he doesn't do well, but, uh, you know, you can't do worse. Than no, you can't. Obamian. You really can't. And I mean, but and Jal James, Felix, based on his striker. first game performance, Obamian at least is a striker. <laughs> they haven't. They haven't Obamian bought a striker. striker on the they team. only have Felix Obamian. Is not a striker yeah. yet. They, they only have Obamian. Uh, yeah, I know. This guy's going to be like a wide forward, like in the same sense that like Salah well, of course. is, right? So not a striker, like in the same sense, but he's playing attack. In the same sense that like Pulisic is, yeah, and Raheem and, Sterling yeah. is, yeah, Ziyech is, like, right? That kind and of sense. Havertz was, and, and Ziyech <laughs> is all these. Yeah, it's a who's who yeah. of the who they've tried to play as striker. It's it's bizarre. Well, and now they've and, already and, agreed you know, to to buy uh, that French up. guy in the summer for sixty five. What's his name? Encundo. Yeah, I, I think James is right. I think we are pushing like four hundred. No, it's five hundred. It's it's like four eighty. Seriously, it is. Yeah, it is. It is literally. <laughs> I mean, in Cuckoo, they they keep buying these French guys too. They have two French defenders coming in at the end of the year. They have Cuckoo coming in, like and that four eighty doesn't even count the, the guys time, they guys. haven't gotten yet that they've already purchased. That's yeah. six hundred like million. Four guys they haven't gotten yet. Yeah, but they're in tenth place and. Most importantly, do you guys think that Graham Potter can take these players that they're coming in and turn them into something? Like, you think they're going to make a run as far back as they are? What you would need for them to do, being 10 points out of fourth They're place, not making the Champions 10 League. points they're out of fourth. You have to jump over all these teams and hope that Newcastle, Manchester United, Tottenham yeah, collapse. And not all yeah. of them are not going to no. collapse. The I, gotta, I, I think the bigger problem for Potter is it seems like there's no possible way that a manager who seemingly you would hope at least has gotten a job at a big club, understands the game, would continuously purchase the same player with a different last name. He's he not, has nothing to do Grand with Potter the signings. That's the biggest problem I find. Yeah, he does. These aren't Potter's guys, yeah. and he's the manager. I would say... I would say Potter. I I think that Potter had one guy that he was like, "I'll come, but you gotta buy Cucurella." That's what I think happened. <laughs> That's I, I think that fair. happened. But they already they, they bought Cucurella without him. The problem yeah, is that right, these exactly. guys aren't his guys, and Potter yep. is the guy. Like how 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 is this not? He's the guy. Well, right of course, now. of course. I can't wait, and I I don't want anyone to be fired ever. But I only want Potter out of a job because I know he'll get another job at another Premier League club quickly. I just yeah. want to know what Todd Bowley has to, what that check he has to sign to fire Potter. Like, oh, he went to be he, Potter's he, one of the top paid coaches yes. in the league now. He's on a six-year like contract. Five or six yeah. years. Well, that's the crazy. They thing. signed this Mudrik to eight years, eight, eight and a half. Eight, yeah, eight, it's, eight and a half. Oh, that's, you guys, actually, that's really bad because that affects other other contracts. Yeah, it's I like mean, the like, it's like Deshaun the Watson. We go after. It's like Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. in the states. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like when you have these bad contracts, when a bad ownership group or bad GM in the American sense signs a player like Deshaun Jackson and completely resets the market. It's Deshaun Watson. It completely resets the market. And then all of a sudden, these other teams that are responsible-ish. I mean, I wouldn't even consider United that responsible. Well, it's, it's very, uh, it, it's very, yeah. it's, it's, it's bad for everybody. It's very American of him to yeah. do that. Don't they do that a lot? Like yeah. in the NHL it's, and it, baseball, they sign these like 10-year contracts. Yeah. Yeah, they and, do. And, you know, they get bitten exactly. by it there, too. So, like, like, yeah, our contracts are terrible here. Our hit rate's really bad in but the like, United States for I mean, contracts. for, for... For Mudrick himself personally, eight and a half years, he is now set for life. So for him, there's no way you turn that down. So great for him. I think it's bad for other players because they're going to be priced out of moves from their club where they could be leaving a a smaller league. You know, when when you're talking about athletes and you're talking about signing contracts, I mean, you get one. You usually you get you're you're on like a starter deal. You get one mid-sized contract, and then you get one contract that's basically supposed to be your your money. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you if you are priced out of a move from your club, like for a long time, Koulibaly was. If you remember, City was yeah. going after Koulibaly for years, and Napoli was like, "We're not doing it for under a hundred. Okay, well right. now you got to play on Chelsea. So good for you. <laughs> Although you are getting yeah, paid. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It allows players to hang on. I mean, we well, that was a, a seven-year deal, right? Was six? Yeah, like, that was crazy. Like it was six. I, there's no way Arsenal was offering Mudrick any more than five. No way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it's a it's a bad move, right? Like even United hasn't done anything like that. United hasn't gone over. United like to under Woodward and continuing it was, now. United that's what I was going to say. It was probably a four plus one, one deal. Club option, yeah, a lot of club option on the one, club right? And it's club, not mutual. Yep. Club option for the fifth year. United do a lot of that. Almost all their deals are like that. Rashford's, um, Shaw, all those guys. It's the only good thing Woodward ever did was to not give these guys seven-year contracts, which you could totally see him doing because he was an idiot. But he never did that, and because of that, no one asked for them when they come talk to Manchester United. Now they might ask for twenty percent more than anybody else because they overpaid for a long time. But the but the thing stands, and City has done a really good job of making sure that they. I mean, yes, they pay high wages, but they don't get completely cleaned out like United did. You know, there's not on City the the highest paid players, Kevin De Bruyne, who completely earned that contract, yeah. Holland. Who they had to had pay, to pay a, a little contract. extra. I mean, you had to give them that contract because Chelsea would have too. Everybody else yeah. would have because there was the competition. It was everybody's in for him because his uh, release fee was so low that your competition is the the other five richest clubs in the world. You know yeah. what I mean? So they had to, to at least put themselves in that area. But besides that, City has been pretty responsible. And what's it? Yes, their wages. Are what's high. interesting is that we usually do like three year deals. We're even on the lower. That's end what of I was that. just thinking. Like, I'd rather see everyone on a three-year deal and just renegotiate wages, because to me, yeah. and maybe I'm completely wrong, but what's the difference if I'm gonna just increase their wages every fourth year? If I don't have to buy someone and this guy is still yeah. world class, it's the same difference. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, for players, they better. want. No, I know the players so want it, deep. They want it's... years. But well, it's interesting. I mean. You're gambling if you the shorter a contract you take, oh, the more yeah, of a gamble. You lose that guy you're, for free. you're basically betting on yourself being injury free. 
And it's really just injuries you have to really worry about. I mean, if you're in a contract year and you tear your ACL, you're not getting a huge contract somewhere else until you prove yourself. You're, you're gonna, you're, you might be, you might stay equal to where you are, you know, because you're basically gonna have to go and reprove that your knee still works the way it's supposed to work in a contract year. So, players, individual players are gonna push for the longest contract they can get. Clubs are should fight back on that. But yeah. there are knock-on negative to... effects from eight-and-a-half-year contracts being signed. Yeah, and I want to say this now because I have watched this. The poor salary cap management causes major problems long-term. Phil Jones is still <laughs> – he is. He signed a five-year deal like for 100 k a week, which is actually not – like 100 k is not wild – Nobody wants to pay him. But isn't, 30 David yeah. Moyes is still yeah. on your on so your So he payroll, sits right? on United. <laughs> what was that? No, I think it was. I think <laughs> it was last year. He finally got. I'm just making. I'm just making you mad, Tom. I mean, that's a, that's a, no, that's a little different because I, I, I actually can understand going out there and and saying this manager. I don't think a manager contract of like five or six years. I don't think a manager contract is that egregious. When you're on Potter you wages, it is egregious. You know what I mean? Like. That's true. I mean, it, co- it does cost something to fire them, but you can fire them. And and you if you're going for them, stability, though. the Moyes situation, yeah, Fergie exactly. handpicked them. They're like, we're going to start the yeah. next dynasty with Moyes. Yeah. And, and you're saying to the team, like, this guy's not temporary. He is the building yeah. block. You know, and granted, you know, obviously <laughs> they fired him after one year. Uh, but to the rest of the team, they believe that he is the guy. So it, it gives him extra power. Else, yeah. And in the it long helps run, you bring in players. More stability. Yeah. Obviously it didn't work out. It's very different with players because players performance yeah. goes up and yeah. down. I mean, Alexis Sanchez was a world beater with Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's and happened. It's, it's then, been a long time. There was a player, there was a player like late nineties. He was a, a great Dutch player. His name was Wilson Bogart and he played for mm-hmm. Chelsea he, they bought him after, I think, a World Cup where he had a great World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came in. He had a good season, but he got, like, he basically fought with management the whole time and got, like, blacklisted. And he was told, look, we're not going to play you. He went to every under-21 training that he had to go to, collected mm-hmm. his massive check at the time, way above everybody else, collected his massive checks and sat out his entire five-year contract. And then was just like, yeah, I'm That's done, awesome. retired. That's what Phil Jones yeah. did. I mean, he, he went to every training. He has gotten hurt a few times, and I think maybe what happens is when he gets hurt, they're kind of like, he's like, ah, oh, my knee hurts. They're like, do you want surgery? Yeah. He's like, mm, you look like <laughs> you surgery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, but, but this, these bad contracts, not only are they overpaying wages, which I'm very familiar with, but also giving them extreme lengths is a terrible idea. A terrible idea in the long run and it's going to cause Chelsea problems this Hopefully. is not American sports because being on the edge of the knife as we have seen with Manchester United this last year the difference between just getting your team in the right mentality and getting the right tactics it really can be just the manager or just finding out a way to get your balance yeah. right and conversely falling off the, the point of that knife means that you end up in 10th yeah. place which is where Chelsea and I'm really is. I'm really di- I'm really disappointed I thought I personally thought that Graham Potter was going to leave Brighton, mm-hmm. and he was going to, and I liked him at Brighton. Uh, yeah. You know, I think they they played an interesting style, like not really like too many other people. I thought he was going to go to where that whatever big team, be a success, and make the Prem even more competitive. You know, 
I've been yeah. completely surprised with how this has gone for him. And I and there's the you know on paper, Chelsea already had a better team than Brighton when he walked into them. They have striker issues, but Brighton's yeah. playing Danny yeah. Welbeck in striker. So it's not like you know you it's not like it's a downgrade. It sounds for him. even crazier. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Who yeah. Danny Danny Welbeck who almost scored a worldie against Liverpool. He did that little. He did score against Chelsea. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. Anyway, I was I'm Welbeck super surprised by it. But but then again, you know, yeah. I thought Eddie Howe would be a failure. So. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, before we just we need to end here soon, but Chelsea. Uh, Keppa has returned to his form as being a very average or actually just too short. He did make some great saves over the weekend. Destroyed by Brighton. No, I, obviously, I'm just saying, like, this was one of his games. I mean, then a City game is terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he was bad in that one. Um, one real quick hit. Uh, Wolves won. West Ham zero. Wolves is coming back. Dude, who cares They're coming about back. this game? Wolves of West James. Ham. Like, that's it. That's all I have to say. Wolves in 16th place, climbing two points, out the, two the points away from the rate. from Southampton in, yeah, in like, dead bottom. Yep. The relegation battle is guys. The the last day of the season right now is. Yeah, shaping look at up West to be Ham, Everton, and Southampton. Like, no, I, I want to be the worst team. No, I want to be the worst team. <laughs> Fifteen points. Yeah. Do, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your fans. West Ham, Everton, and Southampton. For God's sake. <laughs> Oh man, Everton! I think Have this is my final year because their fans are protesting in mass now. Yeah, it's well, yeah, but Everton, bad, like, they, bad their owners can't even club. go to games anymore. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken, it's uh, yep. Manchester United Arsenal this weekend. Um, the bet that I propose: Ooh, run around the house three times one naked. One of us has to sing. Oh. What? Well, we can't. No, I'm not doing that again. The bet that I propose, Ken, is uh, a singing of a chant um, of the other of the other team's okay, choice of your choice, my choice. Whoever wins, um, a singing of a chant of any kind. It can be of of United Arsenal or it can be okay, anything fine. else. All right, on this podcast. Wow. Uh, when we worked together, James, when Ken and I worked together, it used to be a jersey swap, and it was brutal because it was you know we went to work. Yeah. And wearing the, uh, we had to wear it the whole day. It was rough. It was rough. But, uh, all right, guys, we're way over. Um, let's end it for James Lewis and Ken Lee. I'm Tom Miller saying I hope everybody has an awesome week. Oof, well, wait, so what's the, are you guys going to bet a score? Score? A score? score thoughts? Did, score just kind of for thoughts? My score thoughts? At yeah, yeah. home. I mean, like, what do you think it's going to be? Say two zero. One one. One one. Two zero my arsenal. Shaka's and you out. shut your mouth. Shaka has been he Mikel Arteta has I really think I don't know if I was telling I don't know if I was telling you two this or if I was telling Megan this, which means I was telling nobody this. On the couch. I really think Mikel Arteta said in the off season, got Shaka in his office and said, Look here, mother. I love you. I might be the only one that loves you, but I'm going to start finding your fucking ass if you keep getting red cards.